Hello and welcome to Harry's Strictly Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Surplus, and I'm here on my brand new podcast to give you my opinions and most importantly, my scores on this year's dances. So sit back, relax, grab your sparkles, and let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode six of Harry's Strictly Podcast. We are here again for episode six of Harry Strictly Podcast, and this time we're talking all about week four. We're off the back of an incredible movie week last week. It was so good, some great characters, some great routines. So this week, the couples had to come away from their character a little bit, focus more on the technique, focus more on the dancing, and improve from last week, which I am going to be honest here, I think some of the couples struggle to do that. I think because the dances last week were of such high standard and a lot of them were just amazing that there was going to be quite a few couples that dipped in scores this week, got different dances and didn't execute it as well as they could have done. And I think in a lot of places that happened. This week, we had a range of dances, actually, and I'll go through them here. We had two sambas, we had two cha-chas, we had a waltz, pasodoble, a salsa, a tango, the first ever Argentine tango, and we also had an American smooth and a foxtrot. So a real range, quite a lot of ballroom in there, a little bit of Latin as well. And overall, it was a great show because I just love Strictly, and I'll say that every week, it was a great show. But focusing on the performances and the dancing, I don't think I was that impressed. I'm still waiting for a couple to come out and absolutely smash it. And I understand it's still week four, so they're still getting their bearings a little bit. They're still understanding the different dances. They're trying to get the technique. But week four, I think it happens every year. The celebrities realise that, okay, we've lost two couples now, and it's not just a fun TV show that we're in. We're in a competition. Of course, the fun element is still there, but each week they have to come and they have to step up their game. And I'm just looking at my scores overall from the couples and I think there was quite a few dip in scores. Sadly, we didn't have Hugo and OT dance this week because Hugo had a back problem and I think he's had that for a couple of years and it was just not working for him this week. It was causing a few problems. So it was sad to see them not dance. I don't know what they would have danced. I mean, he did a couple's choice last week, so maybe he could have gone back to the ballroom to do something more traditional. Um, But he will be back next week in the competition, hopefully, if his back is okay. So that would be exciting to see. And you would have heard by now and seen on Saturday night that Robert and Diane were not there and that's because Robert and Diane have had to pull out of the competition because Robert has been instructed by his doctor to pull out unfortunately which I think is really sad. I always don't like it when people have to pull out for whatever reason Um, and I think it's because Robert had open heart surgery which is a big surgery. He had that two years ago and Robert said in his statement that he bit more than he could chew. So maybe he didn't realise the amount of pressure that they go under, the amount of uh, training they have to do for the competition. So I wish Robert all the best. I hope that he uh, recovers whatever's happened and he's able to rest and get better. Of course, his health comes before anything. 
So we're going to talk again, as always, about all the dances. We'll go through them all. I'll give you my opinion and I'll give you my scores. And then at the end, like the previous two weeks, I'll let you know who I voted for and who I'm going to save in at the dance-off. Hopefully you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let me know what you think about it. You can always leave a review. Let me know what you think of the dances as well on Twitter or on Instagram. Just search my name and I'll pop up and yeah, share your opinions because I'd love to hear all about them. Right, let's jump in to the judging. First up in week four was Rose and Giovanni with their cha-cha-cha. Before they even danced, I was a little bit worried because I feel the cha-cha is one of the hardest Latin dances because it's so technical. If the foot action isn't right, if the leg action isn't right, it can look a bit sloppy and a little bit off. However, I think Rose attacked it just great. It suited her personality well. If we ignore the technique for a minute, I think Rose is the type of person that suits a cha-cha. She's bubbly, she's energetic, she's got a great smile, she's got a great energy about her. And that's what the cha-cha's all about. There was some beautiful cheeky cha-cha-cha in there, lots of great attitude, and I loved that. And I think her personality was just so emphasised in this dance, which was nice. She really adapted herself. There was some cheeky moments, some slow moments and she gave it everything that she could do. However, her timing was just a little bit off on the Cuban breaks right at the start of the routine and that just maybe put her off a little bit. She didn't focus on it, I don't think, because she got on with the dance. There was some great New Yorkers. She had a straight leg and her foot was turned out, which was great, and her arm was great. I would like to see a little bit more fluidity in her lines, even in the cha-cha that's sharp and cheeky. It's nice to have a little bit of light and dark and to see the sharpness in the leg action and the straightening of the standing leg, but also having fluidity fluidity in the arms and isolation at the elbows and the wrists is great. Um, There was a few lock steps. There was some New Yorkers. There was, I saw some Cuban breaks at the start, even though she was off time. Um, And there was some cha-cha walks, but I would have liked to have seen more cha-cha across the floor. I love when the couples move with the cha-cha and they use the floor. And I don't think she did that in this dance. However, that's not her fault because she doesn't do the choreography. Just like to have seen more movement across the floor or you side by side together across the floor or maybe you know even in a loose hold but having said that I do agree with Shirley when she said it was contained and it was very focused and that shows you know she's determined she's in the dance and that's nice Um, and I agree with Craig as well he said the partnering was just great between them and whatever dance they do I think we'll always get that partnership it's just so right and they're so well suited together but Motsi did mention nerves and I think the nerves did just get her a little bit this is possibly one of the most technical dances she's done in the Latin I'm just thinking about the other dances that she did and I don't think she's done one so technical as this. She did a salsa, she did a jive, she did a foxtrot last week and the cha-cha can be quite underestimated with how technical it is but I do think it suited her well. I think the leg action was there, it could have just had a little bit more hip, a little bit more Cuban motion to create that fluidity but I think she did give it a really good go. The scores are in. Six. Second to take to the floor was Tom and Amy with their foxtrots. Now let's just talk before we get into the dance about the production. And I always think with foxtrots, they make it look so beautiful. They produce it so well. The set behind them was lovely. The the design on the back and the graphics was just great. Tom looked so well suited to the foxtrot. He looked the part. I loved his glasses. He looked very polished and very traditional. And in the foxtrot, that's what you need. In hold, I think Tom 
Tom is grey. It's nice, it flows. Out of hold, it just looks a little bit awkward for me in places, especially when he's doing the clicks. It didn't have a lot of sway. It didn't have a lot of, I don't know, feeling the music. And that's why I think Tom needs to work on a bit more musicality out of hold. Having said that, when he was mirroring Amy, his spins were great. He spots really well. That's improved since his cha-cha in week one. He didn't spot at all, and I remember that. And he improved that this week, which was great. In hold, his elbow did just drop slightly, and I think it was his right elbow. So just lift that up a little bit without lifting the shoulders would create um, a better frame and foundation to lead Amy, because that goes on nicely to what Craig said. Craig said he needs to lead more, and I actually thought that in the dance. It looked like Amy was doing a lot of the work, dancing around him, being in hold and leading it, and the male should always lead the dance uh, in ballroom. You know, it's all about a leader and a follower. So I just think that lacked a little bit. I would like to have seen more leading skills from Tom. More sway as well was needed in this dance, and also as well, his posture was just a little bit hunched over. When he was spinning on the pivots in hold, he was leaning over Amy a little bit. If he was to work on his frame, the positioning of his arms, if he was just to work on his posture and work on his leadership skills, I think he would just fly through the ballroom because he's got that look about him. I think he's got the musicality for the Latin, the upbeat, you know, the fast, the jive, for example, like last week, but it was his first ballroom. So, you know, he came out and give it everything and that's so important. Just work on understanding the music a little bit more in the ballroom and I think he'll do great. The scores are in. Six. Well, I think this is the first time I've rather disagreed with the judges. Now, before I disagree with them, I don't want people attacking me because the judges, of course, know what they're talking about. They're professionals. They are, you know, just so high up in the dance world that what they say is probably right. But what we see at home can be so different to what the judges say. And I think that's because the judges see it in the studio and we see it through a camera. So they get a different atmosphere, it's a different feel. And I'm just gonna be honest about Tilly and Nikita's Paso. First thing I have to say is that I loved the VT. Nikita was explaining about the Paso, its origins, its roots, some of the steps in the Paso. And I really liked that. It gave it a great feel and it set the tone for the dance. I don't think though, Tilly kept that tone up. I was left feeling empty with this Paso. Craig used the word tone. He said there was no tone in the dance and I agree with that. It didn't captivate my attention. It didn't captivate me. Um, it just looked a little bit placed. It didn't have much shaping. I didn't feel a connection between them. For me, it was a little bit like Nikita was dancing it and Tilly was just following him around. It didn't look like Tilly was dancing, almost like she was dancing by numbers. I completely disagree with Anton that said best dance of her so far. I think he's forgetting about her Charleston that was incredible. So definitely not her best dance whatsoever. In the Paso, it's all about extension. It's all about understanding every intention and why you're dancing what you're dancing. So for example, if she's stretching out her lines, you've got to stretch it out double than what you think you've got to. Really extend every line. If she is spinning, she's got to spin with full intention. And I just don't think that was there. I agree with quite a lot of the stuff that Craig said, to be honest. I also would like to see her stretch her spine, stretch her neck, and lower her shoulders just back and down just to create better shaping for the Paso. So I was highly confused with the nines. I don't know where they came from 
whatsoever. Um, but her timing was good, if you want me to say something positive about it. I just don't think this suited Tilly. I didn't believe in her intention. I didn't believe in her moves. And the Paso for me, I either love it or I don't like it. If it's not danced well, I'm not a massive fan. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed with Tilly's. I definitely think she's more of a graceful ballroom girl than the Paso. I think she's good at the upbeat Latin dances, but the Paso, I just wasn't a fan. If we do a little bit of comparison here, if we compare it to John's Paso last week, which was completely different, of course, because it was theatrical and it was just, you know, characterised a lot, that got a nine and three tens. And then if we compare it with Tilly, who got two nines, a six and an eight, I don't think it should have got those scores if we're looking at the Paso in John's and the Paso in Tilly's. I do have to say, her hair looked amazing and the dress was great. The cape work was nice, but the actual dancing just lacked for me. The scores are in. It's a five. I am just highly, highly confused by Greg and Karen's Samba. I'll start off with my positives and then I'll go on to the majority of my opinion, which was negative. I actually was thinking about the podcast and I was thinking, I don't think I have much good points to say about this dance. So let me tell you. Uh, firstly, is a positive. I loved his shirt. I think he looked great, I do. And I liked his pants, but for me, they were just too baggy. And that really emphasised his leg action, which was not right for the Samba whatsoever. I did see some vaulters. I saw one set of vaulters. I saw one set of stationary Samba walks. I saw one set of Butterfogos. However, they were way too heavy, way too big. The Samba walks just looked odd to me. It looked awkward. The hip action wasn't there at all. And the sharpness of those stationary Samba walks just was missing. It was also very stationary for a Samba. There was not a lot of floor movement. And there was a mistake on the Volta as well near the judges. There was no isolation. The Samba is all about isolating your hips, having bounce at your knees and isolating your upper half. And there was just none of that whatsoever. And Moxie said that. She said it need more body action. The legs should be isolated, the body should be isolated, and you should bounce, and it should all come from the knees. I just feel like it was danced sort of half-heartedly, a little bit lame. Shirley mentioned about the Samba Whisks at the start, and that he went on the wrong foot. I didn't notice he went on the wrong foot, actually. I just noticed they didn't look right, so maybe that was the reasoning. It was just possibly one of the worst Sambas I've seen on Strictly so far. And I don't think it was going to go well on paper, him dancing to the Macarena. I just thought it was a bit silly. It suited a Samba, but it was slowed down a lot. And it just was not recognisable Samba for me. There was only a couple of steps in there that weren't danced very well at all. Greg is very brave for coming out and doing a Samba. You know, when you hear the word Samba and you are given that dance, I'm sure you have those alarm bells ringing in your head. And it's not the thing you want to hear, especially for Greg, when I don't think he's got natural rhythm. He did give it a go and that is great um, but you know we're in week four now so we definitely have to start thinking about technique and scoring accordingly to what we see. Just a trigger warning here this is my lowest ever score that I have given on my podcast so skip on if you don't want to hear my low score. The scores are in. Two. 
Next up, we had John and Johannes with their American Smooth. Right, this is where I think it got quite interesting because their American Smooth, I think, was really quite good. They had some great spins, they had some great lines. Everything was really smooth. And in American Smooth, that's exactly what you want. I agree with Craig, however, and this was the first thing that I thought. I don't think the dance was set off great. At the start, Craig used the word clubbing. Um, he said, you know, it was like going to the club. It, and I completely agree. It didn't fit into the American Smooth. And I also thought the song was a little bit fast for an American Smooth. Maybe that was just me. I've put here song with a question mark. However, like I said, he had some great spins. He had some great lines. Everything was extended really, really far. It was very theatrical and every extension was filled. It was very smooth in hold, but just out of hold, I think it looked a little bit awkward. Um, so I would like to have seen more in hold. I agree with Craig. His bottom was out at the end. And overall, Craig said he thought it was a little bit odd, which for a while before the judges started talking, I was unsure what to make of it. I, I was. So I don't think it was a traditional American smooth or what we were expecting because I would like to have seen more movement across the floor and for it to glide more. It was smooth, but it didn't glide. To get that glide across the floor, you really have to go into your standing leg and have some drive, which I think was missing slightly. But John's dance last week got three tens. So of course, he's not going to be able to improve and get four tens this week unless it was absolutely perfect. No mistakes whatsoever. I did write here, did he miss a spin? When they were mirroring each other, Johannes spun and John didn't. Maybe that was intentional, I don't know, but because they were mirroring each other side by side, it looked like he missed a spin. Maybe um, that was just me, but I loved the production. I loved the AR of it. The special effects are great. I think they always add to the dance, but John just needs to work a little bit more. Just work on it, polish it a little bit more, and he'll fly through the competition. The scores are in. Seven. Reese and Nancy danced a salsa and I think it is the second salsa of the series or it could be the third. I know we've not had many salsas so it was nice to see something energetic, something upbeat, and it suited Reese well. I knew this would do because he's got so much energy. Sometimes he needs to contain that energy and not overdance. He had great hip action. It was there. I agree with Anton. It was a little bit sharp in places. The salsa should be sharp, but it should be quite contained and not overdanced. I don't think he overdanced it as much as his cha-cha a couple of weeks ago, but still it just looked a little bit wild to me. His basic steps were too big, and I agree with Shirley, she said that you need to step across or step behind, not step out. Everything should happen underneath your body. So if he could just contain his energy a little bit, understand a little bit more about the music and use his foot in the correct place and not have such big steps, it will match Nancy a little bit better as well. I think Reese just needs to use his energy in the correct places and have more intention and precision in what he's dancing. And for the salsa, definitely get a little bit more fluid in the hips but a great effort from Reese. He never underdances. If he doesn't dance, he overdances it. And I'd rather him do that than come out and dance it 50%. So definitely hats off to Reese for every week delivering. Even if it's not delivering the correct technique, he's delivering performances and he's entertaining everybody. It was very hip hop for me. And I think they did that because Reese is 
you know, very good at that hip-hop style. If we talk about the hits for a little bit, though, in the salsa, what you want is you want a Cuban motion. You want a figure of eight. You don't just want side to side because that makes it look a little bit blocky, a little bit stiff. So if he could just work on getting that figure eight, you know, out and round, out and round each time, not just side to side, that would be great. I think he had it at the start, but he just lost it throughout the dance when he went a little bit wild. Um, and Motsi and Shirley both said about his rhythm. He's got natural rhythm that is there just needs to come out a little bit and for his energy to be contained it sometimes looks a little bit overdanced but I do think it suited him well. I don't really have much to say about it apart from use more hip, engage a little bit more with his natural rhythm and I think it would have been much better. However, saying all of that, it was really, really fast. He kept up with it. The timing was great. It just needed a little bit of refining here and there. The scores are in. Seven. Wow, wow, wow. I am so impressed with the next couple. I think they can just do everything. We had a tango from Sarah and Aliash. So we've had such a range of dances. Week one, we had a cha-cha. Week two, I think it was a foxtrot. Last week, we had a samba. And this week, we go to something that was very contained, very understated. It was just very serious tango. She can adapt herself to the wide range of dances, which is great. Her character suits so many dances. The way she looks, she can be changed and adapted to each dance which is great. I loved the production. I loved the uh, graphics behind her. She looked amazing. I loved the dress. Everything about it was just brilliant. And I loved the colouring effect they had at the start. Everything was black and white and we only were able to see the colour on Sarah. She had a great frame, great left arm. It was really, really nice. I think Anton picked up on that. Her shoulders were down as well, which was great. And she had a lot of knee action in those Argentine tango bits. It all happened at her knee. Some bits looked a little bit forced for me. It was kind of like, okay, stop, and then I need to do some flicks at my knees, which it would have been nicer just to interpret those a little bit better and add them into the routine, maybe at different places. I don't know. It just looked a little bit stop, okay, do my flicks, carry on. It didn't fit perfectly for me. And I would also like to have seen more V-shaping. The tango's all about V-shaping. She was quite closed off to Aliash at points, only at certain points when they were dancing. So I would like to have seen more of that, just for her posture to lean more to the left which creates that shaping much better her posture will improve a lot and her head won't be leaning to the right it should lean back and to the left i would like to have seen faster change of direction when she changes direction her body was fast but her head was just a little bit delayed i think if everything was a little bit sharper it would have created more um attitude to the dance and that's what the tango's all about it was great ending i loved it it gave me the feeling of the argentine tango dance by Debbie McGee a couple of years ago because that ending just really looked amazing. She had the lights behind her and I think Debbie had that as well. Her leg was extended to the side. It was pointed. Her toe was pointed. The leg was extended, which was just great. And I wrote here, she just really appreciates every comment that she gets and I think she's just going on. I'm going to say it. She's going on the J word. She's going on a journey on Strictly because that's what it's all about. You know, her cha-cha in week one really was not great. Her foxtrot was beautiful in week two and then her samba again improved from the cha-cha and this week she was very serious and I think 
understood what the tango is about. So I think she should be really proud of that. It was Ali Ash's highest ever tango with four nines, which was very deserving. I just would have liked to seen a little bit more attack and sharper direction. That is all for me, really. More V-shaping, a little bit better head placement in terms of her posture. But apart from that, she's great. She can adapt herself to every dance. And that's what's standing out to me. If I had to pick my favourite dance of the night, I would definitely go for Sarah's tango. The scores are in. Eight. So in the week when they announced the dances, I again was very worried about Dan and Nadia because they were given the cha-cha and I think I was rightly so worried. He performed it well. The production around it was very light-hearted and fun, and that's what the cha-cha's all about. But if we take away that production and just look at the dancing, the steps, the way he performed the actual uh, steps and executed them, look at his feet, look at his arms, his body, the hip action, it was lacking. It was cheeky, and I think it suited his personality. But um, for the start of the dance, he was stood on two feet and didn't really move for quite a lot of it. I did see three sets of lock steps. There could have been more. I might have missed them. I did see two sets of New Yorkers and I saw a time step and some Cuban breaks. I would like to have seen a straighter standing leg. I think that was always going to be emphasised because Dan has got such long legs that if he's not going to stand straight on that leg, it's going to be shown because he's got such long legs. He did have a straight leg at times. On the New Yorkers, I thought it was nice, but just throughout the dance, one leg should be always, always be straight, another should be bent, and that gives you that leg action that's needed for the cha-cha. And if you've got good leg action, that gives you more hip action. And I think the hips were lacking a little bit. I also would like to have seen more movement across the floor. And I'm saying that for quite a lot of the couples this week. Maybe it's because we had such great choreography last week. This week, they may look have looked a little bit more contained because it, you know it's not a, a movie. So yeah, I would like to have seen more movement across the floor and just a few more cha-cha walks. I love the cha-cha when it is moved, when it's not just stationary. But I also did see a time step as well that he had to go at, and I think possibly it could have been a syncopated time step. I don't know, I just saw it quite quickly. Um, but great character, great fun. He attacks it, and really, he does give it his best. But for me, the leg action wasn't right. There was no hip action. He didn't move for a lot of the beginning of the dance. But having said all of that, you know, he brings out the entertainment each week. Whatever dance he gets, he attacks it, he adapts to it, and that is what you can just ask for from Dan. The scores are in. Four. Well, I think every time Judy comes out and dances a dance, it's not the same Judy. Again, like Sarah, she can adapt herself to every single dance. Week one, she had an American Smooth. Week two, I can't remember what she had. Oh, it was, of course, was the Samba. Last week, what did she have? Let me have a look. I'll go through my book here and I'll find out. The Charleston, of course, and she did it quite sophisticated and nice. She had put her own spin on the Charleston. And then this week, she had a waltz. You know, a nice ballroom dance. She looked the part. The partnering was great. It was a great song. Fun fact, that song is of four beats and the waltz is of three beats. So they actually adapted the song so you could dance a waltz to it, which I thought was really good. Um, with Judy, which I've said in quite a couple of her dances, because she's not got a very long neck, and she said that herself, her shoulders appear to look high. 
I don't know whether her shoulders are actually high or whether that's the lowest she can place her shoulders. But for me, I just thought they looked a little bit high throughout the dance. If we go to her feet, I thought it was great that she closed her feet every time she did a nice step. If we talk about how she moved across the floor, I would like to have seen more in the standing leg and I've wrote those exact words. I think one of the judges mentioned that. Just to create a little bit more drive across the floor. Anton said he wanted to see the ground being covered. Whenever you step to go forward, have drive, have a lot of strength in that standing leg to move you across the floor, just to give it that energy and give it that glide. I agree with Shirley though, Shirley said she had a great centre, which absolutely is key for ballroom dancing. If you can get that vertical spine, have a great posture and a great centre to keep you on balance, I think you'll go so far. And I think Judy has that. I also noticed a fleckle. I think she attempted a fleckle with um, Graziano. She got around Graziano, which is fab. That's what you want. You want that spin in the fleckle. But if you compare her footwork to Graziano, it just needed tightening up a little bit. It looked a little bit messy. However, because this was such an emotional dance for Judy, the emotion came through. It really was quite lyrical in the way she danced and it told a story. I think she felt every word and she danced that emotion into the dance. So actually, I think she should be quite proud of herself. The scores are in. Six. So last week we had a rumba from Adam and this week we have an Argentine tango. Two hard dances. I think the producers are going quite hard on Adam here. Maybe they think he's a good dancer, which he is, uh, and he can attack these dances. Or maybe they're trying to get them out of the way so that later on in the competition he's got some really good dances that he can execute so well. I think he did well here. The Argentine tango is so hard and it's also so hard to watch and to judge because compare it to for example a jive right two completely different dances in the jive it's fast paced it's upbeat so many steps lots of kicks lots of flicks and then you go to an argentine tango which for the male looks quite stationary and that could for me, be interpreted as a negative thing. But if you feel the music and you have great partnership with your partner, emotion, a lot of passion, then actually that's what you want from an Argentine tango. I do think that was there in places. Uh, definitely at the end. I don't know what happened at the end. It almost looked like he went in for the kiss, but we'll uh, quickly move past that one and talk about the dancing, which is what we're going to do. Um, at the start, the timing was a little bit off. Because the music started straight away, there wasn't a build-up into the movement, and he had a um, movement on the first beat, he had to be so in time, and I just think he missed it ever so slightly. And of course, right at the start of the dance, that, you know, stands out. I also would like to see him finish every single movement that he does with his arms. For example, he had his left arm and he moved it all the way down and went all the way down to Katia's leg. They had a great connection, but I would like to have seen him extend his arm all the way down until he can't go any further and then let his arm go. He just was sort of traveling down and tracking down Katia's body and then just stopped. And I don't really think he should have just stopped because it creates a little bit of 
uh, awkwardness. I don't know, it creates and makes it look a little bit sharp. I also would like to have seen more intention and that links on to that point that I was just talking about. Every movement that you do in the tango or the Argentine tango has intention. The intensity was there, but I don't think the intention of what he was doing was. It was a little bit placed for me. I agree with Anton, very intense, not overplayed, not overstated. It was a nice Argentine tango and not overdanced either. He didn't really have much to do in terms of the dancing. It was all about the passion and the connection between him and Katia. And I think they used his strength definitely to an advantage. I don't think you would get those lifts from any other celebrity because he's strong, he's a swimmer, he's got that strength to lift Katia up. I agree with Shirley when she said about the music within his body. He needs to feel the music a little bit more. Uh, more fluidity here and there, a little bit light, a little bit dark uh, shades of, of dance, which I think he'll get if he continues this journey on Strictly. But to be the first male celeb, and actually the first celeb to dance the Argentine tango, and in week four, is outstanding. I think I read on Twitter that it was the first ever Argentine tango in week four. So he should be proud of himself for giving it a go. Of course, coming off last week's rumba, he's had two really hard dances. It was hot, it was steamy, it had passion and it had connection between them both. Different take on the Argentine tango and I liked it. The scores are in. Eight. And the final celebrity of the night was AJ and Kai with their Samba. And I'm disappointed. I'm really, really disappointed. I don't want to sound too harsh at all because I love the show and I'm a massive, massive fan of AJ and Kai. I think they are producing some great dances. But for me, this was a real disappointment. I don't know why, for some reason, I just thought that AJ would be great at the samba. I thought she had that natural rhythm inside of her. She had that bounce and that energy and the carnival vibe that the samba is all about. Um, but let me tell you the positives first. She attacked it, she gave everything that she can, and I could see that she rehearsed it so well. And I did feel sorry for her because right at the start, she was off on the stationary samba walks. I don't know whether she went on the wrong leg. I don't know whether she got confused with the legs that she was supposed to be on, but she was off time and she didn't execute those well. Overall, I just think it was quite in the knees and what I mean by that is there was no straightening of the leg. There was no leg action whatsoever. It was almost like she was sat down. If you watch it again, it didn't look right at all. There was a lot of sass in there and I think that suited her. But let's just talk a little bit about technique. The steps were just way too big on the runs, on the promenade runs, they were just too big. There was great hips in the vaulters. They were sharp, they were, they were there and you could see the isolation. And there was some great promenade runs in there as well. Just more extension in the arms would have been nice. Extend your arm, isolate your wrist so that your hand flows after. But if you actually look at the dance as a whole, there wasn't a massive amount of steps in there. What I mean by that is recognizable samba steps. There was some uh, whisks, I think, there was some walks, but not really as much as I would expect AJ to have. I read that James Jordan, I mention him every week actually, because I have a look at his judging on Twitter, and he was saying that it 
she looked a little bit novice this week, not like a professional that she has done each week. But of course, she's never danced before, she's never had a samba before, so it's a lot different, right? It really is, you know? It's a completely different dance, very, very tricky. She didn't have the bounce there at all. The legs were too bent uh, and just way too wide. I think she lost it after that mistake. It probably was going to be a lot better than it was if she didn't do that mistake at the start. And I agree with Shirley as well. If you actually watch her feet, she needs to track every foot. I mentioned this last week for somebody else, and I think it was in the ballroom, but tracking your feet means that your knees brush together and then your feet brush together and they just clip each other as they go past. And that's what you want. It makes the footwork look a lot neater, uh, which wasn't there at all. I actually wrote here sloppy, and I think it was. I don't think it was executed very well. The samba wasn't great. Um, but I'm disappointed because I thought she'd be good and I have some great high hopes for her and I did for this dance as well. I was confused by the two eights that were handed out. Um, I don't think it was an eight at all. If we do some comparison and look overall at the other dances, was it a, a score of an eight? I don't think so. But I do love AJ. I think she'll stay because I think people will get behind her and they'll, you know, they'll really appreciate what she's doing and the effort that she's putting in and I think on Twitter there's some AJ fans. I hope this doesn't put AJ off dancing. I hope she isn't taken back too much and she comes next week with that energy that she's got, that determination to do well, that bubbly character. She brings that next week for a much better dance. Sometimes the dance doesn't go your way. It's not your favourite dance. It's not executed well. And to be honest, that's fine. We just have to be honest about what we see. And I am definitely honest, I think. So, you know, for AJ, just come back next week and just improve on that. I definitely don't think she'll get any worse than that dance. I think that may be um, her low in the competition. And just from this week, she'll just keep improving and improving whatever dance she gets. Not what I was expecting from the Samba from AJ. The scores are in. Five. So there we have it. Those are all the dances. And overall, some great performances. I just think now the celebrities need to work on their technique, getting their feet in the right place, foot placement, leg action, frame it if it's in ballroom. They've got to get those nailed. Get them nailed now so that later on in the competition, that's not something you need to think about. And we had a great range of dances. So we were able to talk about quite a lot this week. If I had to pick my favourite dance, technique-wise, performance-wise and everything, uh, it would be Sarah. My worst dance of the night by far and I think the worst Sam I've ever seen was Greg and Karen but you know I don't want to sound too harsh on here Greg is coming out there he has the bravery to come out there which is what it's uh, what it's all about and hats off to him for doing that so those are all my opinions but who did I vote for let's find out So I was really stuck who to vote for actually. And to be honest, I was considering doing three votes, but two votes for the same couple. And then I thought, no, there's a couple that I think are gonna be in trouble here because I think they're going to be forgotten about. So for that reason, I voted one vote to Rose and Giovanni. Because they were right at the start of the running order, 
I do think they might be in trouble getting forgotten about because their dance was not too memorable. It didn't stand out in my head anyway. That I just think maybe if they don't have many people behind them this week for whatever reason, they may fall into the dance-off. That's just my opinion. I don't think they will fall into the dance-off because I do think people will get behind them, but I just had to cater just in case they, you know, get forgotten about a little bit. I'll vote for them and then I've backed them up and that's all I can do with my vote. So my first vote went to Rose and Giovanni. My second vote went to Sarah and Aliash with their tango. It was one of my highest scoring dances. I gave two dances an eight, so that was one of the reasons why I voted for them. But I also just think she is the only celebrity that is on such a massive journey and improving week on week. And then my third vote, which actually may surprise you a little bit, went to Adam and Katia for their Argentine tango. And the reason I did that is because I think Adam has had two tough weeks. He had a rumba last week and he didn't get great scores for that and I didn't give him great scores for that either. Then this week he had an Argentine tango. When you've got dances like the samba, you've got the cha-cha, you've got traditional ballroom ones, the Argentine tango can get overlooked a little bit and I don't want him to fall out of the competition. So I backed him up there and uh, backed myself up that, you know, I've done everything I can to help him out in the competition and vote for him this week. Okay, let's talk dance-off. Who do I think is going to be in the dance-off? I have three people that I think could be in trouble. The first one I definitely think is going to be in the dance-off. One, because of the dancing, and two, I'm not sure who's going to be voting for him. The first couple that I think is going to be in the dance-off is Greg and Karen. It was really not a great samba at all. Don't think the public are going to get behind him, and that's just my personal opinion. I did do a poll on Twitter, and I used the hashtag Strictly so that Strictly fans could see it, and I basically said, here are my weakest performances tonight. Who do you think is going home? 83% of people that voted saying Greg and Karen. So it's not just my opinion there. It looks like the public are also thinking Greg is going to be in the dance-off. Then the second couple that I think is going to be in the dance-off, based on the dancing, not based on his personality and that people are going to vote for him because I think he has a large following, I think Dan and Nadia are going to be in the dance-off. They were my two lowest scoring dances of the night, Greg and Dan, so I just think it has to be uh, them two. But also I have a third couple that I don't know, maybe this is just my personal opinion, didn't captivate me at all. And that's Tilly and Nikita. They got some great high scores from the judges, but for me, it just wasn't there with the best dance of the night. So maybe they might get forgotten about. What also might happen with Tilly and Nikita is because the judges gave them high scores, people might think they're safe so they don't vote for them. Or they might think, oh, I don't agree with those scores, so I'm not gonna vote for them. I don't know, it could go one of two ways for Tilly and Nikita. But if I had to narrow it down to two celebrities, just based on the dancing, it would be Greg and it would be Dan. And who would uh, be going home from those two? I would have to predict Greg. But we'll see what happens on Sunday, which for you will be right after this little music. 
Okay, I got one celebrity correct that was in the dance-off, and that was Greg and Karen. They were second to be announced in the dance-off. They left him right to the end against AJ. And first to be announced was Judy and Graziano, which was a little bit of a shock to me, actually, because I really liked the quality of the waltz that they did on Saturday night. I just think maybe she's being forgotten about and the public are not voting for her. Clearly they're not, because she's in the dance-off, but I don't think her waltz stood out massively so I think that's one of the reasons why she was there I mean she was in the dance-off last week as well maybe it's because she had her big moment with the samba um in week two that last week and this week people are just now expecting her to sort of still be at that level which she's not at um so maybe that's the reason I don't know she possibly could have been forgotten about I was surprised to see Dan go through just in terms of the dancing because like I said he needs to work on that he's got a great personality and the public are getting behind him but in terms of his dancing I think he you know could have been in the dance off and then Tilly and Nikita as well I think I possibly was wrong to say Tilly and Nikita because it was good their dance just wasn't my favorite Paso. They avoided the dance-off as well. So it was Judy and Greg. This week was the first time we didn't have a split decision. Craig, Motsi and Anton voted to save Judy, which meant Judy went straight through. And surprisingly, Shirley said she would have voted for Greg. So it just shows that people see different things. Judges are looking for different things, technique, mistakes. So yeah, that's what the judges voted. But who did I vote for? Let's find out. Who are you going to save and why? Like the judges said, both couples made mistakes tonight. I thought overall the performances were better than Saturday, but mistakes and technique-wise, I don't think there was much of an improvement. Greg had lots of rhythm errors, he's not got that natural rhythm, lots of mistakes, and I just don't think there's enough samba content in there. Judy really connected to the dance and she had that emotion, but throughout the dance there was a lot of footwork errors. And I think the nerves maybe got her because it was the second time she's in the dance-off. I am going to vote for the couple who had better connection, better partnering skills, who portrayed a better style of dance they were doing, and who I think gave the better performance. And for that reason, I am saving Judy and Graziano. There we go, week four is over and it is flying by. I don't know how it's week four already. It feels like it was week one about a week ago. I am loving doing these podcasts. I hope you are. I'm still waiting for a couple to come out and absolutely wow me and get that perfect 10. Hopefully that won't be too far away now. I am willing to give a 10 if the dance deserves a 10 so i'm waiting i'm here with my 10 and i'm waiting thank you so much for listening to this episode of harry strictly podcast if you enjoyed make sure to follow the podcast on podcast platforms and that's about it so there's only one way to sign out of the podcast are you ready say it with me keep dancing